authors, welcome to another podcast episode. My name is Daria White, and today's episode is on symbolism and motifs. And I will be referencing onestopforwriters.com in this episode, but I love how they put this symbols are everywhere in the real world. Using them in our fiction allows writers to create a richer, more meaningful experience for readers. Use this thesaurus and symbols within it to connect with your audience on a deeper level, one that resonates with the beliefs and ideas that lie within the human experience. So I like to think of this as another way of using figurative language, using symbols, using motifs, and using references that can really ignite and engage uh, the thoughts of your readers as they're going through the journey of reading your story. So they list some examples here. They have a few, a fall from grace, alienation, a quest for knowledge, beauty, beginnings. So all of these are available when you subscribe to them. And when you click on it, you'll be able to see the references there. So let's go to, let's go to knowledge. If we click on knowledge here, waiting for it to load up, had trouble with the internet on yesterday. So we don't want to repeat that today. So knowledge, another way to think of knowledge in reference to nature, if you're referring to nature, would be an owl, a serpent, the human brain, neurons firing, old established trees, the universe and society. Knowledge can be synonymous with a library, a book, a teacher, professor, or tutor, parchment or scrolls, ink and paper, an alphabet, words on a page, school, colleges and universities, a report card, a diploma, a graduation cap, IQ, an exam, Albert Einstein, the sciences, Greek philosophers, and then of course they give examples from literature, flowers of the Algernon, Daniel Keyes, Adam and Eve and the Tree of Knowledge, Frankenstein, Mary Shelley, Light, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Stay Larson, Computers. So again, these are just ways for you to create more depth in your story because we don't want to come across, well, I think this comes when it comes to uh, showing versus telling. And instead of telling them what's going on, you want to show. So symbols and figurative language along with your metaphors and your similes can really help. So if you're writing something, let's say you were writing something in reference to friendship, instead of just sticking with friendship, if it was in relation to nature, it could be a wolf pack, a herd of cows, horses grazing together, rabbits grazing, birds splashing in a fountain or a pond, otters frisking in a river, squirrels chasing each other around a tree trunk, monkeys grooming one another, pets playing together, tree trunks with intertwined roots, vines, clusters of flowers, symbiotic relationships, and then in society, a campfire, a friendly neighborhood, bar, a coffee shop, a braid, multiple pieces bound together, a friendship knot, laughter, clasped hands, a yellow rose, the infinity sign, hearts, a pinky swear, shared jewelry, pears, puzzle pieces, a table, a tree house or other meeting place, a sleepover, kids on a playground. And some examples of these in literature will be the sisterhood of the traveling pants, meaning the pants. So those are just, like I said, I'm still learning this because I really had to practice and I'm, and I'm still practicing figurative 
language and using symbols in my writing alone so don't feel please don't feel like you're alone in this because some of us may read other works by other authors particularly if you read someone who's more seasoned than you or if you read the classics for example and they just sound just like poets and they're using all this symbolism and all this figurative language and it sounds like just it sounds like poetry it's like like, like, like my goodness all this needs is music but that takes practice that takes practice as you learn to specialize in your craft as a writer so all of these are just examples here and I'm going to see if I can go back to this to kind of read a little bit more on this but again it's just you giving ideas and connecting with your audience on a deeper level to resonate with them so let's say we went to let's say let's go to superstitions good luck some references there for good luck waiting for it to load up here okay in nature clear skies mild weather ladybugs shooting stars rainbows dolphins elephants acorns eggs the north star crickets in society in terms of a superstition with good luck rubbing a let me see blowing out all the candles on a birthday cake finding a penny horseshoes getting the big half of a turkey wishbone i have done that before <laughs> uh tearing the wishbones I, I just wanted to do it for the fun of it i really didn't care about the wish i just always wanted to do it finding a parking spot close to destination finding a parking meter with the time left on it red chinese lanterns so and then it also gives you references it'll take you to hope if you want a little bit if you want to narrow it down a little bit more for hope, a symbolism for hope in nature, the sun emerging from behind a cloud, the warmth of sunshine, rain falling on a dry ground, the smell of rain or moisture in the air, sunrise, new growth, changing seasons, spring, seagull sightings in the middle of the ocean, the sign of land as seen from the sea, babies and offsprings in the animal kingdom, melting snow, the new moon. So let's just say that your character was, you know, walking along let's just say in the park and the snow was melting and maybe they took that to mean like new beginnings you know out with the old and with the new because you know we're in spring right now I mean spring break is next week so just the feeling of you know new things happening on the horizon hope you know on the horizon so those are just things that just kind of takes you a little bit deeper into your character and they'll probably even take you further into your character's personality like if your character is looking out in an open field and they're seeing the butterflies or the new moon or the first flowers and it gets them thinking about their lives and maybe they're reflecting on something that happened before but because they're seeing this in nature they're believing okay maybe there is hope you know I still have you know opportunities to do things that I want to do in my life you see how it can evoke stuff in society another uh symbolism for hope a few of them here children newborns i hear people say all the time like babies you know show us that god hasn't given up on the world schools and youth centers uh pink cancer ribbon random acts of kindness open doors a light turning on in the dark the statue of liberty soup kitchens and anchor um uh, see education medicines and vaccines advances in science the comforting arms of a loved one second chances new beginnings new year's day example of these from literature would be the great gatsby f scott Fitzgerald, the green light on daisy's dock the giver lois lowry gabriel and then rita hayworth and the shawshank redemption stephen king pinup posters so Again, all of these are just examples. These were things that were used in these books that really did bring in readers. I, I actually seen the Shawshank 
Redemption and it's one of the films that I will watch with my dad and what I like about that movie is well yeah he did use the poster to hide that he was digging a tunnel to escape from prison but again the pinup poster and it was just something you know I I, I haven't read the book but I kind of took from that as when he asked Red for it you know just to give him something to look forward to you know it was something for him to kind of kind of keep him company in his cell and then when he realized that he could actually dig through the wall to go and build a tunnel to escape he used that poster as his cover-up but I kind of felt like it was his way of just having something nice in his cell since he was trying to prove his innocence and the way he was being treated in the prison so yeah little things like that or let's say for example your character you know had a locket you know, or maybe they had a pocket watch that they thought was a symbol of hope. Maybe their grandfather gave it to them when they're, you know, maybe it was the last present that they ever got from their grandparents. I mean, you don't know what little things can resonate with characters or even resonate with us as people. I know for me, I have a necklace that my mom gave me. I hold it dear to my heart. So we all have things that represent something to us and it can resonate with us as people, like I said earlier. So you can add those things in your story and give your character something to hold on to, to where they connect and be more relatable to your readers. So these are just examples under symbolism and motifs. Again, this is from onestopforwriters.com. Not only do they have the, the source for that, but they also have texture at the source. If you want to look into that, texture being used in storytelling can magnify the reader's sensory experience. Again, you want to ignite the five senses. You want them to have that full experience there. So again, all this is available through their website. I've been using this for the last couple of weeks and I have had major progress in my outlining. So again, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I hope this was helpful in some way. If you already have something that is working for you, please stick with it. But just remember, if you wrote a book, it is already unique because you wrote it and no one can write a book like you. So God bless and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.